Jesus hat Heilung. Amen. We read to verse number Yeah, that he had pleased God, right? Yeah, but but without faith, it is impossible to please God. Is without faith, it's impossible. Without faith, it is impossible. You, you, can, you, you do not have the capacity to please God without faith. Now, this tells us something. Number one, it reveals the platform of life where we ought to engage with God. Life is facilitated by different technology. Let me give an analogy that you can understand, right? So you've, you've got different, you've got varieties of phones, right? And most phones uh, use a different operating system right so you may have a phone that's different from nails right but the operating system or the platform upon which that hardware functions is the same so your phone and his phone they share an operating system they call it android right so most phones are android phones even though they have different brand names they still require a platform an operating system right and then you have you know the real ones then you have uh, another platform called ios or mac os that is facilitated by a company called apple right so Apple produces phones, correct? Samsung, Huawei, uh, Zhongjing, whatever phone you're using, produces phones, right? But although by name they are phones, by function and design they are totally different. Both call, right? Both can make phone calls, but on different systems of operation. Are you following me? Both can text message. Android and iOS can text message. They can text message, communicate with each other, right? But they are built on different platforms. The system, are you following me? 
the system that Android runs is different from the system that Apple runs, right? So they can make the same hardware, the same products, but they will function differently. You following me? And every after a while, because of the instability or, or nature of unstable nature of the systems, they have to go through different iterations where you update it and do all those things to deal with the bugs that are in the code, right? The code is different on both operating systems. The coding is different. So the objective may be the same, right? But the output is different. Display is different. The entire operation feel of the phone is different. Where one may be vulnerable, the other may not be. Where one is weak, the other may be strong. Because they are built on two different platforms. So the language that Android use is not the same code language that OS, iOS, Apple uses. You follow me? Now, life is exactly the same. Life is the hardware. Life is the phone. Life is the, is the device. But how you get that life to work, you require integration with software. You require integration with what? Operating system. So the entire operating system dictates and facilitates everything that happens within that particular device. Are you following me? So you've got the hardware, right? But without the software and the operating system, it is useless. So life is the same way. Life may be life, but it may be run differently. So you may live your life as the desire and the intentions of God. And he says, if you're going to live life according to him, you must have faith. He says, that's, that's, the, that's the operating system of kingdom life. If you're going to function kingdom life, kingdom living, you're, you're, you're going to require the operational system, the OS of faith. Because faith is the one that will facilitate, is the system that will facilitate the kingdom life that you desire to live. So many of us, we, we don't live kingdom life. We live another kind of life. Yet within us, we have the OS of faith. So once in a while, your phone gets bugs. Viruses, infections. It's affected. It's slow. It doesn't operate rightly. It's hacked. Why? It's hackable because Android is an, is an open source. That means anybody can write 
code inside the Android operating system to either make it better or less. That's why you find phones like uh, Samsung that uses Android, but it overlays it with its own sub-operating system. So if it's open source, that means it's vulnerable. It can be attacked. You following me? I'm going some, I'm trying to use this analogy to explain to you something about faith. All right? So it's vulnerable because it's open source. On the other hand, Apple code is not open source. Only Apple can dictate, facilitate, add on to the code of the operating system. So it's a closed system. And it being closed makes it more safer, more reliable. You understand? To attacks. It makes it less vulnerable to attacks. You, you, you following me? You, you, you get me? So you find you have a laptop, some virus enters the laptop, your laptop starts malfunctioning. Right? And then you, have, you need antivirus or something like that. Correct? All those are the, the weaknesses within the system. Now you're following me. Life is the same way. You can choose to live life by different systems. You can choose to operate life on a different technology. But you cannot choose when it comes to relating with God how you will live. Because when it comes to engaging with God, there's only one platform upon which, I mean, upon, yes, upon which you and Him will meet. And that's a platform of faith. It says without faith, not love, huh? not love, not love, not righteousness, says faith. Faith. It says without faith, me and you have no relation. There's no relation basis. So the resources of God cannot flow to you. Why? Because there's no synergy. There's no alignment. So he says without faith, it is impossible to please God. So kingdom life. If you're going to live kingdom life, you must put away every other thing that does not constitute that system. Now I have your attention. First Corinthians. And, and, and this will show you why many of us fail in our faith walk. Why many of us fail and stumble in our faith walk? I didn't intend to talk about this. It's just, it's just coming up now. Amen. I have a hundred terabytes of excess thought messages. So I'm pulling from one of them. It's not what I planned, but what can we say? That's just back, you know, just, just in case you need to pull something. 
Amen. So let's see how it goes, right? It's building up nicely so far. So I think it's going good. <laughs> Amen. 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 Okay, when Jesus was alive, right? when they were on the mountain or when he was teaching them in the synagogue, was there a chalkboard uh, where he'd go in and that day maybe he'd write, okay, today I'm teaching about the laws of physics. Or today we are learning mathematics. Did he stand there before the multitude? Today's mathematics day. Yeah? Did he stand there and say, today is science day. Those are, those are dealings of lesser class of creature. Jesus didn't talk about that. Jesus didn't say, okay, uh, <coughs> how much do you have? Five loaves, two fish, five, uh, and how many other people? Uh, over, okay, 5,000 men alone. And what, the children? Uh, 35,000. And how much did you say we had? Uh, just five and two. And then he looks at the 35,000 and he looks at the five and two. And then he said, no, the maths doesn't line up. We can't feed these people. The, the, the maths, no, no, no. We can only feed five. Let's take five and then the rest, let's send them home. Did he do that? Did he do that? So his thinking was not scholastic. If you, if, if, if you, in, you, you were an intellectual and you looked at it, you were like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Because it doesn't add up. The maths don't add up. How can five and two feed 35,000? And, and expect all of them to be full. So what does he do? He says, okay, it's fine, bring it here, right? He says, bring it here. And then he says, tell them to sit down in groups, in 50 and 100, puts them down. And he says, the grass of that place was good. So they sat down in the grass, 50, 100, 50, 100. And then he does something, he does something. What does he do? He takes the bread, he, he looks out, he gives thanks, and then he breaks it. And then he gives it to his disciple and he says, distribute. Now, he's not giving them. Now, you, 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 you must understand what's going on here, right? He is not giving them multiplied bread and fish. He's giving them the fish that they gave him. But the only difference now is that he did something to it. He gives it to them. He gives, he calls the 12, right? Or whatever. Maybe they were 13 or something. He gives it to them. And then he, and then he says, go give them. So here's Peter, right? Peter doesn't know what's happening with John because John is on the other group, right? Here's Peter. Peter takes whatever little Jesus gave him of the fish and of the bread. He takes it, right? He breaks it. 
he gives to one. And then when he looks at the bread, nothing happened to it. He breaks the fish, he gives to one. When he looks, nothing happened. How? He gives, he gives, he gives. He, he's realizing that he's giving out. But it's still the same. That's why at first they took how many baskets? They took how many baskets? How many scraps they took? Twelve. They took twelve. Where did they come from? The twelve apostles. So they gave, they gave, and then they realized, oh, it's still, they still left over. Let's gather the fragments. So what happened as they broke and as the ones that ate, ate, they started chewing, right? They chewed, they chewed, they chewed. The food didn't finish. The science, the mathematics didn't line up. But something else did. The faith lined up. So Jesus introduces us to another class of life. You understand? Another class of life. Another technology, operating system. Peter's mother-in-law is sick. Coronavirus, COVID. <laughs> she's sick, high fever. Right? She's in bed. And then, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus went into her, right? He went into her. She was lying on the bed. Took her by the hand. Pulled her up. Never prayed. And the disease was gone. The fever was gone. What happened? The science doesn't add up. Where's medication? Yeah? Where's, where's medication? So Jesus proves that there are other methods of healing. Other methods of multiplication. Right? Because the normal process is to take that fish, by that time it's dead. Right? If it was alive, to take that fish, go let it mate, produce. You understand? So, the signs don't add up. And then he pulls her up and she was hit. The Bible says the fever left her from that hour and she went and prepared a meal. What's that? It's an operating system. Do you see that? It's an operating system. A new kind of operating system. Here's the leprous man, huh? full of leprosy, all those things. The guy says, if you will, that I may be cleansed, I will be cleansed. Jesus, I will. And the Bible says, Jesus touched him. And when he touched him, the leprosy disappeared. Was it because Jesus was something greater than a man? No. He is a man. The Bible says, he is a, even today, he's still a man. He's a human being. So it was not his divinity that did the work. It was what? Operating system. So kingdom life requires that you adopt a manner of life that you previously did not have. 
So that's why when he finds Peter shaking and sinking, he tells him, you have little faith. That's why you sank. Jesus never said you have little power. He says you have little faith. Not little power, little faith. One day they're coming to him, oh, we are dying. And don't you care that we perish? He say, hey, you, what did he say? Why did you have no faith? Why did you have no faith? The problem was not that they were sinking. The problem is what they did not have faith. And not necessarily the faith to speak to the wind. Because many of us think when Jesus said, why did you not have faith? You, you are thinking that you are talking about the faith to, to say to the wind, shut up. No. It was irrelevant. Whether the winds were blowing or the boat was sinking was irrelevant. The fact that there was faith. Look at Jesus. Jesus did not speak to the wind until he was asked. Prior to that, the Bible tells us that the water was in the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. So telling us that if they had never woken him up, he would never woke up. And either two things was going to happen. The winds were going to have to stop by themselves. Or he was going to breathe underwater. This proof, he's proving, he's trying to tell us that the circumstances that are adverse against us are not a factor. They don't need to change you. They don't need to change any chemical uh, reactions within your body. He says faith is enough, not faith to deal with it. Uh, the faith not to permit it to have power over you. He says, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? Why did you not have faith? He was sleeping. So in other words, Jesus was expecting them not to speak to the winds, but to sleep like he was. Because we think about faith many times in terms of reacting. And faith is not a reactory uh, uh, element or force. It's a system. It's the faith that makes you sleep while there's terror all around you. It's faith. You see, Peter landed later on when after they killed James. Remember when they killed James? After they killed James, they killed James, and then Peter was next, but Herod couldn't because there was a holiday. So he said, no, we'll kill him tomorrow. So they put, because it was Easter, right? So they put him, and he put 16 guards there. 16 guards to guard him. Tomorrow was death day. What was Peter doing? Oh my God, what was he doing? Would you sleep knowing that tomorrow you are being executed? <laughs> Tomorrow is your execution day. Will, will you sleep? The Bible says the angel had to wake him up to the point that Peter thought that what was happening was a dream. What had happened? The composure of faith. To him, it made no difference whether or not he was dying or arrested. 
the, 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 the predicament, the, the condition, the situation did not alter him. It's, it's called what? Operating system. Do you know that children or those from royal houses operate differently from us? One day, I think it was Prince Andrew, Prince Charles or something, they were in Spain, right? See, Spain, they like those bulls things, you know? And the bull, you know that, right? You don't. And then the bull, you, you, I don't know what they call it, but it, it is what it is. So, one day, they're standing, right? So what happened, it was almost like the gate that the bull was in was kind of not locked. I was unlocked, right? So the bull pushed through that, uh, that barrier, that gate, and it came charging. And it was charging straight at the prince, straight at them, at him. You would think that the prince would move, right? He never moved. It came until somebody had to push him aside. He didn't move. Later they asked him, why did you not move? He said, I am a prince. I was taught not to run away from anything or anyone. What is that? The operating system. It is a culture ingrained. If Jesus is in a building, like what happened in Beirut, sorry, bless God for all those souls. And one day Jesus asked them, he said, the buildings that fell in that city. Did they fall because the people they sinned? And Jesus said, no, because it's part of life. It happens. Right? It's biological process. Anyway, like what happened in Beirut? Let's just say Jesus was in that building. Right? Let's just say he was in that building. Think about Jesus. He's in that building. Right? Doing whatever he's doing. And all of a sudden, people smell there's smoke here and there's fire there. What would be his first response? Number one, would it be to cast out the fire? Number two, to find shelter and safety? Number three, nothing. What, what would be his response? Yeah? Would, would Jesus do something? Yeah? So to have faith does not necessarily mean you, you must do something in the midst of a situation. Sometimes it is your proof of faith in doing nothing. Yeah, but what if it fails? It is faith. Je Jesus would let that thing blow up and it would still come out. Not because he's Jesus, but because he is plugged in to another source. Systems. Systems. Look, look, look. Here's the perfect example. Here's the perfect example. Look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
Let's use them. Let's leave Jesus alone. Let's use Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Here are these three uh, high political figures in Babylon. Right? Nebuchadnezzar, something got to him, put a stage and they command everybody to worship when the sounds start playing. These three says no. The other says, hey, Nebuchadnezzar, there are folks here. <laughs> Your <laughs> So because of pride, Nebuchadnezzar became furious. He called them. He said, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you will not bow down to the image that I bow? So, 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 so. Let's, let's not, you know, cause any trouble. Just bow down when the music plays and it's fine. If you don't, <laughs> you'll see me. Listen to what those boys say. They say, oh, king. <laughs> That's not the reply of somebody who's afraid. They say, oh, king. Here's the fire there. It's burning. The cauldron is burning there. Say, oh, king, let it be known that we will not bow. Huh? Say, let it be. We will not bow. He says, we, we will not bow. Says, if you want to kill us, kill us. But our God is able to do If, says, if he will not, we still will not bow. The Bible says he was so furious, he says, seven times. Seven times. Make it hotter seven times. And while they were still making it hotter seven times, the ones that were making it hotter seven times were burnt. They died. And Nebuchadnezzar didn't worry. I want you to see something. I want you to see something. They took them in, strong men took them in. While they were taking them in, not even before they got into the cauldron, while they were still going, they got burned. They, they didn't burn. Imagine, I'm taking you in. Where it's hot. <laughs> it's hot there. I burn, you don't burn. But I'm still going in. So they unscathed. They go in the fire, they unscathed. And to show us that the fire was real, they burned. Everybody that went in there, the ones that were making the fire, they burned. The ones that were taking them in, they burned. They did not burn. Yeah, no, it was the fourth man in the fire. But I just told you, before they went in, the fourth man was in the fire. The fourth man was in the fire. Before they were, the fourth man, they didn't burn. What happened? Now, let me ask. Did the flame change? Did the intensity of the heat change? It didn't change. It stayed the same. But why didn't it affect them? It was because they're powerful. Yeah? Was it because they were powerful? No. It was because of one thing. They had faith in their God. See, Steve's. They got in. Notice, they didn't react. They didn't fight. They didn't, ah, ah. They just chilled. So sometimes faith is the demonstration of composure in the midst of adversity. The faith to do nothing. They went in, they went out. It was as though they were never in. 
Because the Bible says there was the flame didn't touch them, nor did the smoke. Why is that Branham? Again, time to change it apart. The smoke didn't even touch them. They were unscathed. What changed? It was an operating system in them. Okay, for instance, Peter walked on water, right? When he sank, did the water sink? I mean, did the water change? No, the water didn't change because Jesus was still standing on the same water. So the viscosity of the water never changed. What changed was Peter's internals. The water will stay the same. And notice, Jesus didn't rebuke the waves. He just pulled him back up. says, hey, why did you have little faith? Now, imagine with little faith, he could stand on water. Though it was shaky, unstable, he could stand on water. Operating system. Operating. He says, he says the, the, if you have faith as a, as a seed, as small as a mustard seed. He says you will speak to a mountain. There he's talking about the, the measurability of faith. How small it is. He says even the smallest faith can deal with the biggest mountain. <laughs> when, he got in, when they got back in the boat, did Jesus stop rebuke? Maybe, maybe I should show you the story. All right? not read it tell you it's in matthew 14 you can check it out jesus mom tell you jesus jesus just had a crusade right he tells his disciples boys you you go ahead of me let me deal with these folks it's very considerate huh? let me just send them away right they get on a boat. Ah, oh, the lord said getting on a boat so they get on a boat everything's good everything's not oh there's nothing no, no, even no telling that things are about to change, right? So the meeting finished maybe about three, three, all right, three, four in the afternoon, okay? Three, four. Now, now, notice the times, ne? Three, four. The minute the meeting finishes, sharp. Jesus sends them away. When he sends them away, it's about six now. It's about at six, right? He climbs the mountain, right? Probably he climbed it forty-five minutes, right? He climbs the mountain. He gets on the top of the mountain. Right? Now, when you are at that mountain, you can see the sea. All right? So he climbs the mountain, and he goes there from 6 in the after, uh, in, late in the afternoon, right? From 6, 12, right? Midnight, he's praying. Then the Bible says, he saw when the winds begin to change. But he saw when the winds begin to change. And he saw them afar off. The boat started rattling. A tumultuous wave started coming up upon them. Right? Now, Jesus is seeing them. Now, notice, he's high up on the mountain. He's seeing it. Right? He's praying there. Don't you think that he could just say, Hey, Lord, silence the waves. Or I rebuke you. He sees them. Right? At about 11, 12, the wave starts coming. Now, he leaves them. He does absolutely. See, this, that's what got my attention. When I was reading that story, I wonder, Lord, you did not do anything. So that means, that means, whatever was coming against them, though he saw it, he chose not to do anything. Purposefully. God 
always does things with a purpose. If he permits trouble over your life, it's for a purpose. If he permits calamity over your life, it's for a purpose. If, 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 if predicaments perpetuate in your life, it's for a purpose. There's always a lesson. He sees. Don't think he doesn't see. He sees. He sees more than you see. He probably saw it way before it was happening, yet he did nothing. He might not have been the cause, but he permitted it. So what was the purpose? What was the reason? So at 12, he's midnight now. It's midnight. Jesus leaves them. He leaves them. He continues praying. They are struggling. They're scared to their socks. Right? And then Jesus intentionally goes at the, the Bible says at the darkest hour of the morning. At about four, three o'clock, four o'clock, Jesus goes down the mountain. Now the waters are already doing their thing. Jesus walks on water. Now you think he's walking on water. It isn't the way he's pushing him. He's walking on water. And then he does something. He walks as if he's walking past. There's the boat. He's walking as if he's walking past. And then someone's, ah, a ghost. <laughs> that proves they were scared. Because they start talking about ghosts. <laughs> ah, a ghost. Then Jesus said, fear not. It is I. Now, notice. Everything is still the same. Except now, Jesus is walking on the very same water that's causing trouble on these guys. Everything is the same. He says, don't fear. Notice, he says, don't fear. It is I. It is I. So, in his mind, the condition does not need to change in order for them to be convinced that they will make it to the other side. One says, <laughs> it is you. Then he says, Lord, if it is you. Now, now, many say Peter had faith. Peter didn't have faith. It, that was not faith. Jesus just told you it is I. Peter needed further validations. That's not faith. Faith doesn't need extra validations. Prove yourself. It's Thomas. Prove yourself. That's what Peter was saying. He's saying it is I. They should have said, oh Lord, it is you. Come in the boat. No, Peter says, Lord, if it is you. They were thinking it's a ghost. That's where their faith was. <laughs> you see, misplaced faith is maybe doubt in one area, but it's faith in another area. So they, they were sure this is a ghost. Mm. Jesus said, didn't notice. He doesn't say, uh -huh. just come. That's all he said, come. Jesus wanted to prove two things. He wanted to prove that number one, Peter didn't need to walk on water in order for him to be assured that it was him. Number two, he wanted to prove that Peter had no faith. Yeah, no, Jesus wanted to prove to us that Peter had faith. No, read, read the account. Read what was happening. You realize it wasn't about a proving that Peter had faith. 
And it wasn't about a proving that Peter could walk on water. That was besides the point. The point was that he wanted them to trust in his word. He told them, let us go, go to the other side. No matter what happens between there and the other side, it's irrelevant. How many times they have been with Jesus? And there was one thing about him that they found out. He was never perturbed. Jesus was never moved. You know, I saw a vision, I, I told you the other day, that changed my whole perspective on Jesus Christ. Jesus was standing in the, in the middle of a battle, heated battle between demonic forces, angelic forces. Jesus. Je he, and you know how he was standing? You know how he was standing? He was standing like he don't care. You see, the, the, the posture he maintained, that it, it broke me. Because in my mind, I'm like, Lord, you, you, you can say anything at any time. You, 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 you are Lord. No. He's like, let the boys fight. Let, and, and here's the thing, right? In the vision, it was as though the demons were prevailing. Because one tried to take something from his hand and Jesus didn't move. He did. Oh my God. He didn't move. You know, a, a demon was coming towards him, right? Don't, you know, uh, how many of you know the movie Immortals? You know the movie Immortals? Or have you ever seen the movie? Okay, have you ever seen a movie where there's war? Huh? Where there's war? That ancient time, war. You see how the plethora of people go in the commotion? It was like that. But only this time, you know, the weird thing about spiritual warfare is that they don't need to touch each other for them, for you to know that they are fighting. But you can see they are fighting. They are not touching each other. These guys have swords, they have things, they have shields, but they're not using they they're not using it like you think they would use it. Anyways, this is a story for another day, right? So it seemed like these ones were prevailing, right? Now Jesus is standing. I'm 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 watching from the, your side, right? He's standing like this. And he has a scroll. He held it like this. No, there's there's no anger, no happiness. He's just neutral. Not moving. I'm looking at it from this side. I'm seeing, and I'm seeing it's happening. So this, this being, you know, I think it might have gotten away from one of the angels, right? It came. He's holding it like this. It's coming from this side, right? To take, it's not like, Jesus is not moving an inch. I think, you know, once you take, not just snatch. Jesus is not moving. One angel pulled it back. I don't know what he'd use. He just whoosh, <laughs> went back. And, and Jesus Christ never moved. The peace, the, the peace that he mastered. You know, when the Bible says he's the prince of peace, oh. <laughs> he, he never moved. Do you, do you understand that? That's why I, I said to you the other time when I tried to share that it's difficult for me to communicate what I saw. But it changed me. 
It, it made me realize how Jesus was when Peter was sinking. He was looking like this. He was, go, he was going to let him drown if Peter had not asked help. It was only after. The Bible says Peter sank. Again. Peter sank. It was only, and when he sank, Jesus didn't pull him up. When did he pull him up? When Peter said what? Help me. <laughs> when he helped him, the said immediately he pulled him up. He said, what did you have little faith? What did thou do you little faith? Probably might have pushed him in. <laughs> I don't know. I probably might have pushed him in. But, 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 but in the midst of that predicament, Jesus was full of composure. He was full of composure. And then he didn't say to the waters, be silent. The only time he did it that time is because they were bothering him. He was not going to do it. He was sleeping. In the stern of the boat, he was sleeping. He did not know what was going on. The winds, the predicaments, the circumstances, the turbulences of life, they don't shake him. It is an operating system. You must understand, faith is a substance of the gods. It's a substance of the divine. So with faith, what makes man fear? It will not make you fear because you, 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 you have in you, you have in you what regulates the emotions of the divine. That faith is not from this world. You understand that? Faith is not from, faith is substance. It's substance that comes from God. Listen, whatever comes out of God is God. So Jesus wanted to show that day, you don't need you don't need anything to change for you to maintain your composure. Some people want to be happy or joyous after they have seen what God does in their lives. After their prayer is answered, after they see, oh God did it, God did, but before, oh my God. You have no faith. Faith means you don't see change. You don't feel change. You don't experience change. But it does nothing. It affects nothing in you. Operating system. <gasps> Notice, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. The woman... The woman is saying, her daughter, the Sarah finished Matthew 15. The woman is saying, My daughter, my daughter is in a dilemma. She's about to die. Jesus, Jesus doesn't say anything. You would think it's Jesus, the caring Lord. He says nothing. Why? Because her first approach wasn't faith, it was desperation. And Jesus doesn't respond to desperation. She cries out, oh, oh, help me, help me. Oh, help. The Bible says, Jesus said to her, not a word. It's, imagine how, how painful it is. Huh? How, imagine how painful it is. You, 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 you ask, Lord, he's right here. Lord, you're on your knees, Lord. The Lord is, yo, Peter, uh, what appointment, or what time is my appointment? 
That thing will bruise you. No, it will bruise you because it's, it's the Lord. I mean, if it bruises you with humans, what more the Lord? And the, Lord, the Bible says, the Lord said, not a... Think about it, Jenna. Not a word. And then the disciples, the big-headed, Lord, cast her away. For she cried, she, she cried after us. We are Sinyanese, like Uzo's Rasa. And I got Raseli born, and I got Elana born, Ukaluches. Association is powerful. Association is powerful. This is, no, she cried after us. Even she cried, she cried, she cried after us. She's disturbing us, Lord. They were taking advantage. Because Jesus ignored her. Then Jesus turned to the woman and said, listen, he said, it is not for me to give what belongs to children to dogs. To dogs. She's calling her a dog. Jesus, <laughs> I want. <laughs> this is Jesus. He says, it is not me. It is not for me to give the children's bread to dogs. The woman accepted her condition. She realized something now. That if I'm going to get something from him, oh, I must turn the tables. She said, yeah, even dogs eat the crumbs that fall off the master's table. Jesus lost. Jesus lost. He lost. He lost because it was not his intention to give her what she wanted. He was not going to give her what she wanted because he was only sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She was a different race. So when that woman switches, yeah, I know I'm a dog, but even dogs eat the crumb that fall from the master's table. Jesus, oh woman, great is thy faith. That's what he said. He said, oh, oh, I lost. Oh woman, great is thy faith faith then he said go your way he said you know there's something he said there he says go your way for the he says go your way for the demon is gone from thy daughter do you know what that means do, do you know what that means he says for the demon is he didn't say the demon will go or the demon has gone he said the demon is the demon is. You still don't get it, man. Your name is. Your name is. Your name is. The demon. The demon personality is. The name of that demon. He named it. You are gone. That's what. Jesus did. He gave name to that personality. The demon is gone. You understand that? He gave name. So immediately, immediately when that demon heard that its name is gone, it had to go. Because it's, so it's functionary to go. It probably was that way forever. I get it, demons have names. Remember, he asked that demon, what's your name? Say, I'm Legion. 
That's why the demons say, I am legion, for we are many. So the name is according to its nature. Legion means many. That one says, he's gone. He says, he's gone from thy daughter. And when she got there, the daughter was healed. Now he did not need to pray for her. He did not, all he did was give a name to that demon. And it was gone. But Jesus never changed. The woman needed to what? To rectify her rules of engagement. To rectify her approach. Because the Bible says she came and worshipped him. She did all the right things. Son of David did, uh, uh, didn't work. Why? Because he, he requires a certain operating system. Faith is the bridge that links God to man. That links the resources of God to man. Without it, there can't be a crossover. Pastor, what are you trying to show us? What are, you, what, are you, what are you trying to show us? One day I heard a man of God. He was, he was talking about talking about worrying, right? He said, he said, he said I never worry. I was listening. The guy said, I never worry. He said, I, I, I don't know too much to worry. I listened. Well, I want to know where he's going. You never worry. <laughs> you never worry. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible. I read in the Bible, but actualization, that's another story. Right, Mr. Isaac? So, he said, one day, we had no money to pay rent. They were renting for church, right? He said, we had no money. And the landlord, it was the day that day right it was the oh so it was not yes it was the day that day so they 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 in a they in a room right with his pastors he's in a room with his pastors and the other guys are, are telling him pastor we have no money and the landlord is coming today to pay his rent you know what he said he said the money will be here before the landlord knocks they said how how do you know he said how do you know he said, relax. So he said he lied on the couch. And the guys were frantic, calling, you know, trying to get the... It's not, here we're talking about hundreds of thousands. It's rent. Right? He said he maintained that composure. He saw them fretting and all those. He said 30 minutes later, or 30 minutes before the landlord came to collect the rent, he said, a woman, out of nowhere, they don't know her, they've never seen her. She knocked on the door. She said, I, I was led by God to this place. And he told me that you need this amount of money. He, she gave them, she gave him the exact amount for the rent. He said, from that day, they always paid rent four months ahead. Because something shifted. If it was you, what would you have done?
if it was you, what, what? Imagine, that guy did nothing, Vincent. The guy was lying on the couch. In his mind, he thought the rent would take care of itself. Because he said Jesus had told him in the word that he should not worry. So he said, I believe Jesus more than I believe my circumstances. I believe Jesus more than what my circumstances were telling me. Yes, I did not have the 